All right. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another day of Saber Sims DFS Office Hours. It is Tuesday, February 6th of 2024 here. Looking ahead, we have a six-game NBA main slate uh, ready for tip-off later tonight. We have an eight-game hockey slate, so should be plenty of DFS action coming at you today. For those of you who are new here, welcome. My name is Andrew, one of the coaches over here at SaberSim. This is a show where we go over how to use the SaberSim app, answer any and all DFS-related questions. You get your questions in one of three ways. First off, send us an email, support at sabersim.com. Second, post it live in the YouTube chat. Third way, post it in the Office Hours channel in our Discord server. If you're not in our Discord and want to get access to that channel, there's a link in the description of this video. You get access to our similar channels, individual sport channels, and you get access to the rest of the Sabersim team here. So can't say enough good things about the Discord. Uh, don't know why my... Camera's cutting in in and out a little bit, so apologies about that, but it looks like we're all set here. Uh, but with that said, going to get the app pulled up here. Uh, also want to continue to mention this throughout the week here. Starting next Monday, Office Hours is moving from 2 p.m. Eastern to 4 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday, and we are adding a Saturday show. So Saturdays are going to be at 11 a.m. Eastern, and the first show will be this weekend before the Super Bowl. So if you guys have questions, Heading into the weekend, I will be there on Saturday mornings to get you your answers. So I just want to mention that. I will mention it again at the end of the show. But with that said, going to get the app pulled up here, and we are going to start with the questions that came in in the Discord. So it looks like our first question came in here uh, from Jay Sams Jr. And this is a good one. It looks like D. Wibbins jumped in and answered it. Thank you. So question was, when you change your menu unique number, in the final build, do you have to rerun your sim? Okay, really good question. So I'm going to kick off a build here. And then I'm going to talk a little bit about this while this build runs. So in your settings, okay? So if you're on build mode, your build mode is set to sim. You're not going to see anything about uniques. If you go to optimizer mode, which a lot of people are familiar with, the more traditional optimizer uh, model, then you're going to see that op that that uh, in optimizer mode there is a min unique setting. So the difference here is that in optimizer mode you set min uniques before the build, as opposed to in sim mode the way that we do it is we apply min uniques in the post build. And the reason for the difference here is because in sim in optimizer mode when you ask for 20 lineups we are only going to build you 20 lineups. But in sim mode, when you only need 20 lineups, well, we're going to build you a big pool of lineups up to, you know, 5,000, depending on your subscription level here, right? So I just have this set to 500 just to uh, save some time here. So then now when you start to apply min uniques in your pool of 500, well, when the builder can't find lineups that match your min unique setting, it's going to go further down in the pool to go and find lineups that can meet that request. So we're never going to put the same lineup into your pool more than once. So that means that every lineup at least has one player different from every other lineup in the pool by default. So that's why mini Nix is at one. And our last lineup in our set is number 20. Now, when I increase this to two, I, I have to scroll down here. So we actually skip a couple lineups. So let me see which ones we skip. So it looks like we skip lineup 19. We skip lineup 15, lineup 13. And you can see these by opening up your pool. If I go down here, the lineups that we skip are going to be uh, grayed out. So that now I can see like, Hey, we are skipping lineup six. We are skipping lineup 
13, et cetera, here, because we've made this request to the builder that, hey, guarantee at least two players different from every other lineup in your pool. And your build and the builder is going to prioritize lineups that are ranked the highest and move the lower lineups if possible. So that's what's going on here. We're just going further down in your pool. You don't have to rerun your build. Actually, even if you set this to, you know, four or whatever number you want, and then you reran your build, this is not going to be taken into account upon lineup creation. And you're going to have to reset this number to the value that you wanted after your new lineups are created. So just be aware of that. Be aware of the differences between sim mode and optimizer mode, and you should be all set. But really good question. All right. Next one here from Bill's Nut. Question says, is it optimal to late swap before every set of games or only at certain times in a slate? Is is late swapping even beneficial at all most nights or is it better to just stick with the original build unless there is major news to react to? And it looks like uh, looks like GM33 posted a previous office hours uh, segment about this. I'm so happy to talk about it though. So there's, there's two schools of thought here, okay? Because I know not everybody is on the ultimate plan, right? But if you're on the ultimate plan, you have access to contest sims. You have access to our live projections. Now, what our live projections are doing is as the game is playing, it is looking at how the game has played to that point. So say that, you know, our, who's the highest projected player today? Uh, Luka Doncic, right? And, and this happened like a couple weeks ago. So Luka projected for like 64 points. Well, let's say Luka just crushes, right? Luka has a huge first half. He has like 50 points at the half. Well, now, you know, he's he's probably really, really likely to, you know, outdo his projection of 64, considering he already has 50 points at halftime, right? So the 64 projection isn't like, quote unquote, like accurate anymore. So what we're doing is we are taking in, you know, the score of the game how many points each player has, has uh, like, what are their stats? You know, how many points has Luca scored? Uh, how many fouls people have minutes? How, how, how many minutes has everybody played? And then we are taking all that information in and then we are running live Sims every couple of minutes and then projecting the rest of the game. So if you're on the ultimate plan, you have access to contest Sims. You want to be able to take advantage of that data because it's going to be used in your contest Sim when we're trying to figure out, Hey, what is the, uh, simulated ROI of your lineups. So in general here, if you if you have the contest sims, it is beneficial to late swap at every window here, just as like a blanket rule of thumb. I'm going to be honest with you guys. You know, I don't always swap, like especially uh, after locks. Like lock, there's like one game at four. You know, these games don't start on time. They usually start like 10 minutes after, you know, tip off is like 10 minutes later. So then by the time you have to do your lineups, right? Because it still takes time to do that process. You know, for me, I've tried to start like 10 minutes before the next game start. You know, we're only like 10 minutes into the game and those are actual minutes, not even, you know, NBA minutes, right? So this game might be, you know, five minutes in, there might be like seven minutes in the first quarter. Like has really anything happened that warrants, uh, you know, me, me late swapping or taking advantage of live Sims? Like probably not, right? But- so, so that's like the ultimate plan, right? But then when we get into like these later windows and then yes, like I'm for sure doing that, right? So um, I think I think that's important to remember. And then the other thing, like say you're not on the ultimate plan, right? Like, hey, should I still late swap? Well, what I would suggest is looking at our um, NBA lineup alert channel in Discord because what you're going to see is in the hour leading up to lock, 
And then through the rest of the night, we are going to start summarizing what happens every time a sim is run. So in this Charlotte sim, you know, the sim completed and there were no significant projection changes, meaning that to, to us, the way we define that is a player moves plus or minus two points. Okay. So when a player moves plus or minus two points, you're going to get a summary like this Bryce McGowan's one where he went from 15 down to 12.7 because I believe he came off the bench instead of being named a starter here, right? So then his projection goes down. So like when you see these significant projection changes, then yes, I would late swap if I'm on the pro plan, if I'm on the standard plan, if I'm on the starter plan or any of the old advanced plans or whatever plan that you're on, I would, or the pro plan, you know, I, I would, I would late swap if you see those significant projection changes. So those are like the two ideas there, guys. And, and I would stick with those and then you should be okay. All right. Good question. Uh, scrolling down here. One from Sammy. And Sammy said, good day, Andrew. Let's say I'm making a start a stat rule and I manually check. Is it better to make a rule with all those players in as an auto rule or manually add them with a numerical value? Follow up question. Does it matter if the player pool is small or large to determine my prior question? Thanks. Any update on the fantasy point per minute feature for NBA? Okay, so a couple questions here. Uh, first, I want to say that, you know, if you are using a rule that has some type of stat requirement that can change throughout the day, then I would 100% do that as an auto rule. So let's say, you know, I want to use at least one player on the slate who is less than 10% owned, right? So my own, less than 10%. So what's actually happening when you set this up is the builder is going looking through the ownership projections so I can sort by ownership and then it's going to grab every every player under 10 fantasy under an ownership of 10% and then put them in one big group, right? So if I save this as auto cuz you have two options here, auto and manual, well say that you know Jalen Williams projected for 9.54% ownership well, let's say ownership reruns and then he goes up to, you know, 11. Well, then, hey, you know, that changes whether or not he should be in the group. And if you have it set to auto, the builder will automatically remove him from the group role since he no longer meets this stat requirement. However, if you set it as manual, then what you're going to have to do is that it will not auto update. And then you're going to go have you're going to have to go in here and click this refresh icon. And then when you do that, the the rule is going to like reset and recheck the projections and make sure that the correct players are still in the rule. So when you click the refresh icon under manual, that's how you do it. If you do it as auto, it will keep itself up. Uh, so I always recommend for any type of rule that has a requirement, a stat requirement of some sort to use auto, but good clarification. And then the follow-up question was, does it matter if the player pool is small or large to determine my prior question? Um, I mean, you know, I, I think that on like super small slates, like, you know, where there's like two games, you're playing like a turbo or like a night slate or something where the player pool is like pretty small to begin with. You know, I like to leave it open, um, you know, just tightening up your player pool on a small slate. You might end up with like, higher duplicated lineups or lineups that are just, you know, more likely to be played by the field and, and letting this, the builder do its thing, letting it randomly sample the Sims and 
build lineups based on those small sample sizes could lead to some odd lineups, but something that could be unique and could get there on its own. So I don't love setting, you know, super specific rules on very, very small slates, but I think on like a large classic main slate, I think it's totally fine. Okay. Last question was any update on the fantasy point per minute feature for NBA? I don't have an update on it, um, but I can definitely uh, bring it up to the team and check and see where that's at. So happy to do that. But if you need to convert it, just mention here, you know, just, just bust out a calculator. And all you got to do is take, you know, my projection, divide it by minutes and then do a quick update. So like, I'll do an example. So we have Eamon Thompson, you know, 34.55, just bust out the calculator, 34.55, divide that by his minutes, 32.72. This is his fantasy point per minute, this 1.055. And then, you know, say that you want to take him from 32 minutes to say, you know, 35, you think he's going to play a ton, right? Uh, so 35. And then you would just put this in, right? So 36.96, I would just round and then I would just go 36.96 and then I'm all set, right? So uh, it is, you know, it requires a little more button clicking, but it is possible to do without taking up too much time. So that's how I would do it in the meantime, uh, since there is no column for that. Okay. Next question here from Great, Great White Shark. Question says, but lineups are created. There are percentile columns associated 25th, 50th, 75th, 85th, 95th. These represent cumulative values or something else. I ask because when I add up individual player values for these columns, all players 50th percentile scores for an eight-man lineup, they do not combine to equal the number listed in the lineup column. What do these represent for a lineup if not an aggregate? Okay, phenomenal question. So... First, before I answer it, I do want to call out one resource uh, where we do cover this. So over in our support library under fre frequently asked questions, if you come in here and type in percentiles, we're going to have this article, what are player and lineup percentiles, which are going to answer this question for you. So I'm just going to drop this in the chat and I'm going to drop this in the discord in case anybody wants to go and watch this, uh, watch Jordan talk about it as opposed to or, or in addition to myself here. So just going to drop that there and then to get back here. So these percentiles that you see, you know, the players have a range of outcomes, right? You click on them and then you're going to get a graph here. And then you're going to see that their projection is their mean projection. It is, you know, we have 5,000 game Sims of the Dallas game. And then what we do is we take all of those Sims, all of Luca's fantasy point projections. We add them all up. We divide it by 5,000 and then we get his mean score here, which is 64. So, you know, this has been taking like a little bit to load for me recently, um, but it does eventually load. So I'm just going to click out of it quickly here. So then you go and look at his percentiles. So what we're saying here is that, you know, within his range of outcomes, like a 99th percentile is the equivalent of, like, hey, Luca scores 95.8 fantasy points 1% of the time. And then Luca scores 85.8 fantasy points 5% of the time for the 95th percentile, right? And then that goes down and down and down. And I really want to see if I could get one of these to load. So those are player percentiles, okay? So what lineup percentiles are, those are different. 
And the reason that they're different is because if you try and add up every player's 95th percentile, well, on an eight-man lineup, so that is a 5% outcome for Luca, times a 5% outcome for another player, times a 5% outcome. So you have one divided by 20 times one divided by 20 times one divided by 20. And by the time you get that to the eighth power, it's an incredibly small number. And that's not really indicative of what can actually happen like on a given night, like the odds of that occurring are super, super small. So what we do instead is we build your lineups and then we go back into the SIM that was used to create those lineups. And then what we do is we say, hey, how did this combination of players do across all the simulations that we have? So here I did a hard refresh, guys. Control Shift R, Command Shift R if you're on Mac. And, you know, the, the graph loaded here pretty quickly. So that's always a good just uh, refresh to, to have in your back pocket. So we see Lucas like pretty normally distributed, but he has, you know, outcomes across the board, right? So like these high outcomes are what those high uh, player percentiles are capturing. Now the lineup percentile, you know, if I go and sort here by like, hey, 95th, I'm going to get this value, you know, 333.5, 335.2 points for this top lineup. So what we did is we created the lineup. We went back into the sim and say, hey, how did these this group of eight players do across all the sims? And then similarly to how we have a graph for Luca, we create a distribution for the lineup. So like now this lineup, you know, lineup rank one here has its own distribution. And then we are describing what that distribution looks like with the lineup percentiles. So the reason that these are better is because that this is, we're saying that this lineup as a whole has a 5% chance of achieving 335.2 points from our simulations. We're not saying that, you know, it's 5% to the power of eight for all the players here. So this could be a mix, right? This could be like, hey, somebody has a 99th percentile outcome. Somebody has a 75th. Somebody has an 85th. Somebody has a 95th. Another player has a 95th. And like, you get more of a mix of, of fantasy point values, which is normally what you see, right? Like that's normally how you win a contest. Like not every single player has their 99th. Some of them do a little bit better than their average. Some of them go off and have a huge game. Some of them, you know, have, have a pretty like decent game, but it's not always every player, you know, crushing the slate. So we think lineup percentiles are a lot more accurate. And that is why you see those differences when you add up those values. Okay. Good question. All right. Next one here from Black Mamba. This is our last question at the moment, everybody. If you guys have questions, now's a good time to get them in. Question says, hey, Andrew, could you demo the post-NBA build process using contest sims? Should I adjust exposures to the players I want and then use min uniques? Is there a certain po point post-build where too many adjustments to exposures affect the contest sims negatively? Okay, sure. So what I would do here, say I'm, you know, playing a 20 max, right? So I'm going to come in here. I'm going to set up a contest sim. Say I'm playing the $4 20 max, right? Add my contest sim. I'm just going to use these lineups that I already built. So then now I come in here, you know, my contest sim, I'm just going to check that. And then I run it, right? So, so far, so good. All is well. Now, what I would recommend doing is probably just sorting by exposure so you can see the players that you're like the most highly exposed to and then figure out like, hey, you know, are these the players that I wanted, right? 
And what I would suggest doing is, is either one of two things. So if you know that you want a player, even before you build your lineups, I think it's fine to come in here and just set him in exposure before the build. Like you're like, Hey, I'm set on this guy. I know that I want him because what, what that's going to do is just going to give you more lineups with that player. And it's going to help the builder to achieve that value. You know, maybe, you know, you want to play miles Turner, but when you let the build run by itself, he's only in about 7% of our pool. Well, Hey, you know, you know that you want him in like 25% of your lineups. So just go in and set the 25 minimum exposure. We're going to keep running Sims until we find enough Sims that, you know, match that requirement here. And then you're going to have 25% in your pool and then 25% in your top 20. And then that'll just give you more flexibility when you actually do this. Right. So, so what I would do at this point, my contest sim is finished. I would go and change my sorting metric to, you know, risk adjusted ROI. And then I'm going to, I'm going to stick with miles Turner, right? So Turner, He's at like 15%. Maybe I want him at like 25. So then I'm going to bump him to 25. I'm going to hit apply. And then I'm going to go down here, right? And see, you know, how far down in my pool I'm going to find this, right? And then I would probably set all my min exposures I want. So in this case, just one. And in this example, I had already set the mini uniques. So I would actually do the exposures first. And the reason is because the builder is going to have to go further down in your pool, probably to match your exposures. So let it do what it wants and then do the mini needs, right? So, Hey, 25% miles Turner, you know, Hey, I'm going to go get somebody else. Uh, maybe some other loan player. Who's a good one. Uh, maybe Colin Sexton, right? So like, Hey, I want like, you know, 25% Colin Sexton as well. And those would be like my two changes. So, so those two changes alone, I'm already down to lineup 287. Well, then now that I've made those two changes, I can go in and adjust my mini uniques and then just see what effect this has, right? Okay, I'm still at 287. Okay, I'm still at 287. It hasn't needed to go further. I'm at four. You know, everything looks good so far. Let's see if I can get to five. And then at five, it says unable to meet exposure. So basically what it's saying is like, hey, if you want five mini uniques, you know, I can only get to 15% Colin Sexton and 10% Miles Turner. And then you need to make a decision like, hey, is this worth it? Uh, to me, I wouldn't go beyond that number. I wouldn't do five just because the SIM ROIs that I'm seeing are, you know, I'm already seeing like a little bit of negative SIM ROI. So I would just go back to four. You know, the last lineup in my set is still positive SIM ROI. And then I would be good with this, right? So, so this is like the workflow that I would go through normally here. Um, to be honest, like if, if I think that if I know that I want a player, I'm just setting it before I even run the lineups, but let's say that you forget, or, or, you know, you don't have enough, or you run into this error message that we just saw. Well then, Hey, you could just use the rebuild lineups button in the top right now. And then it will, the second time around, the second time we build your lineups, it's going to remember, it's going to know that you want 25% minimum exposure to Miles Turner and Colin Sexton. And it's going to take that into account when we build your lineups, not after we build your lineups. So that will also, that's another good reason to use the rebuild lineups. If you ever run into a situation where it is like, hey, you know, we can't meet your exposures, just keep keep making your edits, make as many edits as you need to make, and then rebuild your lineups. And then you'll 
then now your new set of lineups will look closer to what you wanted your first set of lineups to look like. All right. Good question there. Uh, jumping over to the YouTube chat. And at times that I'm new here, just observing to learn the setup and understand the gist. Welcome. We are happy to have you. Glad you found this show. Uh, we do this show, you know, Monday through Friday. So if you have any questions, you know, you can drop them in the office hours channel in discord ahead of the show, or even on YouTube guys, you know, we have the show set up for the week here. So you're going to see like upcoming live streams. You know, if you want to go to tomorrow's show, like, Hey, you're building lineups later in the day and a question pops in your head, just go to tomorrow's show and then go to the chat and then just drop a question in. And then this question will sit here until the show starts. And then you'll know that your question is in the queue to be answered. So there's two ways to post questions ahead of time. Uh, you know, the office hour channel and discord, the YouTube chat, or you can even send us an email support at saberson.com. We'll make sure we get back to you. But uh, with that said, we're all caught up with questions in both the discord and the YouTube chat. So appreciate you guys tuning in. One more reminder before I get out of here next week, starting Monday, office hours is moving from 2 p.m. Eastern to 4 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday. And we are adding a Saturday show, which will be at 11 a.m. Eastern every Saturday. Uh, we are adding a Saturday show in case I said that wrong. So we're adding a Saturday show, 11 a.m. Eastern. The first one will be this Saturday before the Super Bowl. Uh, looks like there's one question here from Tim. Tim said, Using SIMs compared to percentile, where does ROI versus risk-adjusted ROI fall? 95th percentile, 99th. Um, there's not like a great comparison for that. It, it, it seems like you're trying to compare, you know, contest SIMs to percentiles. Uh, there, there's not like a perfect, you know, one-for-one one like answer to that. Like, oh, it falls in like the 97.5th percentile. So what ROI is doing is... We're running the contest sim, you know, a hundred thousand times, right? You can see that in your contest sim settings, how many times this is set to run, some number of sims. And then what we're doing is we are adding up all of the money your lineup made. We are dividing it by all of the total entry fees. So every time you enter this contest, you know, this is the $4.20 max. So it's going to be, you know, $4 per lineup. So then we are taking all of the entry fees and then we are dividing that, right? And then we are seeing like, hey, how much money did this lineup earn over, you know, the, the entire set of 100,000 contest Sims. And then we're displaying that as an ROI. So if, you know, the entry fee is $4 and your lineup made on average $5, then, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. I believe your lineup made about a, uh, 25% ROI, right? Like one over four, $1 left over. So I'm pretty sure it's like a 25% ROI. And then the R, the SIM ROI number here would be 25%. And then that's 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 what's happening there. What percentiles are doing are just looking at the lineup percentile, the lineup distribution, and then telling you like, hey, you know, 5% of the time the lineup achieved this score. It's not comparing that score to our field lineups in any way, shape, or form. But that is what the contest SIM is doing. So those two things are a little different. Uh, we do have a video on ROI versus risk-adjusted ROI in our support docs. So I'll drop that in the chat in case anybody wants to check that out. Uh, but good question. Happy to talk about, you know, the different the differences between the two. Uh, but with that said, we're going to get out of here, guys. I will see you all tomorrow, 2 p.m. Eastern for our Wednesday show. So until then, everybody, take care. Good luck. I'll see you all. Thanks. Bye.